0: Welcome to the Run Magical Miles podcast. This is your host, Sam, and I am so thrilled you've joined me today. The Run Magical Miles podcast is a place for all runners, no matter their experience level, pace, or goals. My goal is to help share the stories of the community of magical runners who train to go run in the most magical place on earth, Walt Disney World. This positive, creative, and hardworking group of athletes is full of runners with incredible stories to share. On today's episode of the podcast, I am joined by Brianna Hernandez. Brianna has been participating and run Disney events since 2015. She's also a type one diabetic and this year she became an entrepreneur. I loved talking to her about her Disney experiences, how she manages her health while running, and what it's like to start a new company that has seen a lot of success already. Before we start, I do wanna let you know that the audio is not as great as I would like it to be. We both were experiencing some connection difficulties and Zoom was just not my friend while I was recording this episode. However, you can fill in the little gaps that you might hear with your mind. And honestly, it doesn't take away from the meaning of what Brianna has to say. So thank you for bearing with me on the technology front. Hey, Brianna. Thank you for joining Hi. me. To- <laughs> thank you for joining me tonight for the Run Magical Miles podcast. Why don't you start thank by. You. Telling me a little bit about yourself, where you're from, and if you moved your body today, how did you do that?
1: Oh boy, okay, so I'm Brianna. Brianna runs Disney. Um, I'm a type one diabetic. um, avid run Disney, run Peloton biker, mom of one, uh, mom of two to dog, tog, dog babies. I've been married for almost 10 years. Um, I'm a surgical tech, so I work full time. And I just opened my new business not too long ago. So, yeah. Yay. That's <laughs> so exciting. <laughs> okay. yeah. So, I am from Pembroke Pines, Florida, which that sounds like where the heck is that? And that is in the South Florida area. So, it's about 20 minutes away from Miami. And I haven't moved my body today. I plan to do a workout in about a good hour on the Peloton bike and get that 30 minutes going. Um, I typically like to ride a couple days a week. Um, I don't really run outside, but my Peloton bike got me training for Dopey and got me through Dopey. So we're
0: sticking with... (laughs) I love how we both have our Pelotons behind us. Oh Uh, my gosh. (laughs) um, Who's your favorite instructor? My, fr-
1: so I have a couple, I can never say like my number one is so definitely I would have to their Cody. Um, after Cody, I would say Robin Arzon and then I would say Olivia Amato and
0: then to kind of narrow it down, I would say Tunde. That's a really nice variety. I also love Robin I think I loved her a little bit more before she had her baby because I feel like she softened a little. Like Mm. I've been riding with her for like four years and I feel like when I started, she was like, like very like in your face and like, she's still tough, but it's not like she doesn't pound like her chest and like get me quite as like hyped as she used to. Yeah. Exactly. Do you, have, do you have a class picked out for tonight? I actually do. It is a 30 minute Olivia ride. I love nice. her. I love her. I rode with her so once hard in the studio. I went for my birthday one time, which was awesome. Yeah. I made the mistake of doing two classes with Emma and then an intervals and in arms class with Olivia. And you can see me on the screen in that video and I am actually dead on the bike. Oh, they kill me! <laughs> I, yeah, like they go hardcore.
1: Like when you get off this bike, you're not able to move, literally, and you're just like, ow, 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 ow. <laughs> literally, I've gone off the bike, and I'm like, okay, I have to stay still for like a good couple minutes before I can actually move again. It's so it's crazy
0: i agree i lay on the floor a lot after my runs i do like the little stretch and then i lay on the floor so and that just, would be a nice way to end your night
1: oh for sure because as soon as so in my workout well not as soon as because i have so many things to do after my workout typically but then i'll like shower and then just like pass
0: out i love it totally pass out awesome um okay to keep going with our little introduction, I have some icebreaker questions. For running, um, would you rather run on the treadmill or outside? You did kind of answer this.
1: Oh, totally outside, my friend. I cannot do a treadmill. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm going to close the door really quick. I cannot run on what I call the treadmill. Like, that's just not happening. No, I can't. I can't even do a mile. Like, I give so many kudos to so many people that do the treadmill because it's just no way. And I like running outside because you kind of have, like, your focal point. You're, you're like, it almost, like, you play mind games with yourself. Like, okay, at the second tree, I'm going to stop, like, running. And then at the pole, I'm going to keep going. And no, I can make it to the top light. Or I can make it to that house that I like like just silly silly like little mind games but that really advance your training
0: because you feel like you're really pushing yourself
1: like mentally and physically so like running outside
0: yeah i love that (laughs) since you live in south florida and it's obviously very hot and humid there are you more of a morning or evening runner
1: believe it or not i'm more of an evening runner just because it's really hard for me to get going and then I don't have anyone to take care of my son like in the morning versus night like my husband will be home and then I'll kind of have like that break to just escape and like go out for like a run and you know come back and it's just so much easier and then the day has already set so I'm not worried about oh my god the sun is gonna come up right now I have to like hurry up home and With my work schedule and everything, it's just better at night. But when I'm at Disney, it's all about game time in the morning.
0: (laughs) I'm right there with you. (laughs) It is all on. It's on. If it's not a race day, evening run. If there's a race involved, I will get up.
1: I'm same way. And I will probably sleep two hours the night before. It's so bad. Yeah. You know the deal. You already yeah. know.
0: Yeah. it's And we'll talk about the challenges, but I feel like at least in my experience, like the first night of the challenge, I get the two hours of sleep. But then like the second night, I'm so tired that I'm actually yes. fall asleep. Okay. Cool. More sense. Because
1: that sounds like me too,
0: for sure. Yeah. Um... Okay, let's do some Disney ones. What's your favorite Disney park?
2: That's such a hard
1: question. Um, I'm gonna have to go with Magic Kingdom just because I'm so nostalgic. And so I, I love every ride on there. Oh, definitely, yeah, Magic Kingdom. But then I don't like how they don't offer the alcohol around the park, which is kind of annoying. And, like, I like being able to just, like, have a little bit of something and then just, like, walk around and, like, relax and ride stuff. Um, I'm not an alcoholic, obviously. (laughs) But, like, I like having, like, just a little bit of something. Like, in Epcot, you obviously have to start in Mexico and go with like that and then like work your way around like the world and kind of like ride frozen and just riding all this stuff and just,
0: yeah I feel I you that they like have that. when you're on whether you're on a long vacation or just a little break it's nice to have just something relaxing and and special yeah cool yeah right. exactly Disney attraction oh that's a
1: hard one Actually, no, not really, kidding. Rise of the Resistance.
0: I've only done it once, but like, mind blown.
1: You've only done it, so, oh my God.
0: I've only, well, I've been like three or four times since it's opened, Um, but the first couple of times was when they had the virtual queue system and I just wasn't lucky. Um, and over Princess Weekend this year, we had a lightning lane and it broke down. And by the time it was going to be back up, we were like ready to go back for the night. So it just didn't happen. But like the one time I rode it, everything worked and it was just mind blowing.
1: It's absolutely mind blowing. That ride is just, you are literally in the movie. I swear. Literally.
0: I feel like even then, if people who believe don't it, it or not, novels, it's great. But...
1: Yes. Like my mom isn't even a big Star Wars person. And she rode the ride for the first time. And she was like, Okay, that's my ride now. And she's not even a Star Wars person. She was just like that was so just the story was so perfect. The ride, everything.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. I totally agree. Um, what's your go-to pre-exercise fuel?
1: What's my what?
0: Like your go-to pre-exercise <laughs> fuel, like a drink or a snack?
1: You're going to laugh. So, I typically eat Skittles. That's does that I sound crazy? Laugh
0: at that. No. Sometimes when I get home from work and I want something before a run, I grab whatever candy I have in my apartment. Yeah. So it's quick sugar and it digests fast and it's not going to upset your stomach.
1: Oh, for sure. It doesn't. And the fact that it has like so many carbs in it, like helps me exercise longer and I don't have to worry about, oh, I'm going to have to treat myself in like the middle of a run and Hate that, and it's a Debbie Downer. But if I always do Skittles, definitely it helps me to avoid like any health problem during my workout. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I know I'm not the healthy, like herbal or water, but yeah, no, no, Skittles. definitely it's, Skittles.
0: <laughs> we love your life here, and love my Skittles. It, you don't, one, you don't need fancy things like herbal life or psychology to. Go for a run. Um, and sometimes we eat candy. Candy was Agreed. fantastic. I would say I had candy, but I ate it all. So I don't have candy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love candy. I always have to have candy or like something sweet in my house. And like I'll pick at it. Um, so like I'll have it like maybe one or two nights a week, and I'll be like, okay, my treat. Like I worked hard for it. Because if not, I will go out and, like, get the um, gotta have size of, like, Cold Stone and, like, indulge myself. And that's even worse. So it's just better to kind of pick at something that's there.
0: I like to keep the candy in my office at work. And a couple weeks ago, I had got some gummy bears. And I left them in my car so they got a little melty. And I brought them into my office and I thought I ate them all so I was like the other day I was hungry and I was like oh I don't have any candy then I opened my drawer and underneath some papers I found some gummy bears best day ever
1: best day ever you find snacks that you were not looking for but then they're there and you're like I'm so happy you're
0: here yeah, yeah it's the best free joy Fantastic. So we've talked about a lot of Disney and running. What came first for you? What, did you run first or like Disney first?
1: I did Disney first. So growing up, I've always lived in South Florida. And just like my family, I grew up going to Disney twice a year. Um, we would always do the parks. I, growing up, I was not a very big like Disney person. I became obsessed with Disney as an adult, literally right when I turned eighteen, and then I had my son in 2013, and my health declined so bad that I had to start exercising and weight. I had gained an enormous amount of weight, um, and I had to lose weight and just get healthy and be able to raise. So then I found running, and then. When I found running, I wasn't doing it for like a race or even like run Disney. I didn't even know run Disney existed, honestly, until I saw a patient with a participate, like I did it shirt. And I was like, what is that? And my world changed. I signed up for my first half in 2015, one and done. Oh my God. My world was like rocked. I oh, love
0: that it. one of your first races, the half
1: marathon that, yeah, that was actually my first run dizzy race ever. Um, 2015 in Zine, and it was the last night race and it was cut short. So, but it was still fun. That's yeah. Awesome. And the thunder. Oh my God. Do you remember thunder your costume <laughs> from that race? you are going to die laughing. I tried to be Princess Tiana with like this neon green tutu skirt with like a Walmart athletic top that didn't even match. It was so bad. But it just, it made me happy. It made me happy like to go out and just be able to run. And then I wore like a little, one of those little, Bibby, Bobbity boo crowns that they put on the girls when they do their hair. I wore that,
0: and <laughs> yeah. I was like
1: a princess. That's that so was key. awesome,
0: like entrance level costume. I also feel like I did my first run Disney event officially in 2018 because my first one was canceled, the 2017 half marathon, and. I feel like the levels of costumes, just from 2017 to this year, has raised exponentially. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. That's Oh, awesome. for sure. Um, so let's go back to Disney. Do you remember your first trip to Disney World? I don't remember because I was six months old. <laughs> So then what are some of your first memories that you do have? For myself or with my son? Let's have one of your first ones from yourself and then one of the ones with your son, because I'm sure that's so sweet.
1: Okay. So for myself, I would have to say the best one was running my first marathon, believe it or not. Like, growing up, it was all just, like, a blur of, like, the Disney in the 90s kind of thing. And we would go twice a year. So the parks were just, just cute to me. But when Disney became so significant to me was really when I started running through the parks. And you just, literally now I don't, like, ever stop saying, I ran through here. Oh my God, I ran through here. My first marathon took all of my guts, and I never thought I would ever do a marathon. And I would definitely have to say, marathon is my best memory of Disney, honestly. But it takes so much just brain power and physical power, and I just enjoyed every minute of it. Like, I finished and started strong. And it was just so much fun how about with your son and then with my son yeah oh my god so i actually took my son to disney at three months old i'm that psychopath but my favorite memory happened to me when he rode his first roller coaster for the first time and he actually asked me to ride it with him and he's like yeah i want to do it and i'm like are you sure and he's like three and a half years old at this point. And he's already tall enough to ride Seven Doors Mine Train, like he's a big kid. So when I rode it with him, he was like, put your hands up, mom, come on. I'm like, no, hold on. <laughs> and he just had just his face and just remembering his face of how happy he was to ride, like his big first big ride, which was Seven Doors Mine Train was just the best. It was the best, and then him wanting you know to go again, and now every time we go on it, he's like, "Remember, this was my first roller coaster when I was a baby." Oh,
0: that is so sweet. I love it. Those are two really great memories. So you talked about some of your first Disney memories, and one of those being um, your marathon was a huge Disney memory. Was the marathon? Yes. One- your first big running goal or did you have other big running goals before the marathon?
1: So I actually did have like smaller running goals. I actually just wanted to do a half marathon and kind of just do challenges and just, you know, kind of relax and kind of do that. But then I had a lot of Run Disney people in the community telling me, you need to do your come on marathon you could do it you did a half you could do a full and i'm like you guys you're crazy i would never do a full marathon but then i got influenced by a lot of them and signed up for my first full and i did that and then once i did that i was kind of like mm, i want a little bit more so you know how us humans always want more and more <laughs> So after that, I signed up for Goofy. I did Goofy in 2020. Um, And then, of course, after Goofy, I was like, well, why not do Dopey? So then (laughs) COVID happened, um, of course, and kind of set everybody back. But then as soon as we were all able to come back, I did Dopey a couple months ago. And that was... I couldn't, but I still can't believe I did Dopey. And
0: I can't believe I'm going back to do it again in 23. Like, that's, that's what? So exciting. Did you, in between, like, doing Goofy and doing Dopey, when we had those two years of, like, nothing, did you keep on running and exercising? Or did you kind of stop because we didn't have as many races?
1: So... I actually got into almost like a very bad place and a very like dark hole, which is really bad. Um, I didn't want to exercise. I didn't want to do anything. I was just like, why exercise if I have no motivation, no race to like motivate me. Right. So I gained probably like 15 pounds or so. Um, and then as soon as Run Disney started coming out with their, um, what is the word I want to use? The little hint, little subtle hints that they were coming back. I was like, oh, time to buy new shoes and time to uh, start lacing up again and let's go. Like, I got totally out of it. But the fact that, like, there were no races to, like, motivate us, especially I need a race on my calendar to keep me going. Um, that's just like my form of like mental psychosis in a way that I have to have a race on my calendar in order to just keep going. Um, and I, and it just keeps me motivated. It's just like mentally just keeps me going. But anyways, um, I was in a very dark place. I was the person that just stayed home and ate donuts all day and didn't really run or lose any weight or get fit. I was just, like, that couch potato that was just eating their life away.
0: That's not and bad. That's so bad. No, that is not bad. It was a crazy time. It sounds like you work in healthcare, so make it even yes. a more difficult time. I had a similar experience because I, right at the beginning, was so motivated to, like, use all this time to get really fit. And then I got hurt. And I then I got hurt again. And again. Really? So... Yeah, my sitting on the couch, eating chips and drinking a lot of wine was a little bit different in motivation, but it still happened, but we still got back to it. Yeah. And everyone had to deal with what happened in a different way, in their own way.
1: That's true.
0: true. What was your choice of donuts? I have to ask.
1: Oh, oh, darling. Hold on. Are you ready? I don't think you're ready. So there is a local donut shop around my house, like 15 minutes away from my house. And they make specialty donuts. Now, I'm not sure if you're familiar what dulce de leche is.
0: I know kind of what it is. It's like a condensed milk, like caramel. A caramel. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It is absolutely
1: fattening. And they basically put like, think of it like caramel in a donut, kind of like a Boston cream. Yeah. And then powdered sugar on top of the donut. So it was like circular with absolutely mouth-watering, dissolved in your mouth, dulce de leche inside of the donut.
0: That sounds amazing. And I would eat a dozen of them.
1: I would eat two daily so you can only imagine it's very short worlds away from just rolling on the floor and being able to just roll
0: so <laughs> it was so bad I can relate because last week I think it was last week was like teacher appreciation week and there were yes. donuts every day I walk into school and there's donuts And it was so great. But at the end of the week, I was like, I can't look at another donut.
1: Yeah, there comes a point where you're just like, okay, I've had enough. Like, thank you. I appreciate
0: it. But it's like donut overload.
1: Oh, my goodness. Yes. I couldn't agree with you more.
0: Well, I'm glad you're back to running and you did dopey. Thank you. Did you do all of this year's race weekends? I did (laughs) that's so fun fun. um what do you think was your I know it's hard to choose but what do you think was your favorite of the year
1: of this past year or like at all of this past year of this past year I would definitely say marathon weekend marathon weekend because it was my first dopey And because it was the anniversary, like the 50th, um, they had so many characters and just running for days, doing different outfits with different groups of friends. Um, We literally did a group of like 40 women of like Mouseketeers. And it was supposed to start with like two or three girls and like they just slowly added like 35. So being a part of that was awesome. And I still keep in touch with all of them as much as I can. Um, But
0: that definitely Marathon Weekend was my favorite in this running season,
1: for sure. For sure. I
0: remember that weekend seeing the pictures of all the Musketeers, And I was like, how do I get in on that? Like, I want to be part of that club. (laughs) So much fun. And I think the community of run disney i mean that's what has inspired the podcast but like is part of what makes it so fun have you been kind of within the same group of your run disney folks kind of since the beginning of your run disney journey or has have you met different people like through the years
1: oh my my god i have met the most amazing people throughout the years and I still keep in touch with the people that I initially first started talking to up until like the most recent. And I love keeping in touch with everybody because we all share the same obsession and the same love. And that's run Disney and going to Disney, doing the outfits, dressing up, um, training, and just taking care of ourselves. And also healing from a lot of stuff from the past. and building friendships I mean I've met the most amazing people through Instagram through Instagram like who would have told me oh, seven years ago you're gonna meet all your friends on Instagram like what <laughs> like, I, and and they actually have so much in common with me like they're my around age or their mom's or they have dogs, or they know somebody with diabetes, and they love Disney, and they can just relate to me in all different kinds of ways. And it's just so awesome.
0: Yeah, it it really is. And in that answer, that really does encapsulate it. And I really love it. Like, I feel like everyone has something different to bring to the community. And we have people who are First timers and people who have done a hundred marathons and people who are running to run really fast for a time goal and people who want to beat the balloon ladies and people who want to have fun. And so it's like just a little bit of everything, which is why like these are some of my favorite events. It just makes the market yes. so positive. Yes. So you mentioned your type one diabetes. When were you diagnosed with type one diabetes?
1: type one diabetes. I was diagnosed at eight years old. Um, and I'm now 30. (laughs) Um, and I was diagnosed at eight and I had a really hard time with it. Just like growing up and, you know, feeling you want to feel like part of everybody and just quote unquote normal. And I never like felt like Because of course, going through being a teenager and wanting to just feel like you're a part of everybody else and that you're not different and wanting to always fit in, in a way, um, really set me back. But yeah, diabetes has changed me for the better.
0: (laughs) Now, is that something that you like ran in your family and you were aware that you might be at risk for it? Or did it just kind of happen?
1: Believe it or not, there's nobody that's diabetic in my family, and 20 plus years ago, people were not as informed as they are now about diabetes. Like, I would carry around a little um, insulin pump that literally looked like a beeper, okay? And I would get asked in elementary school, why do you have a beeper? I would get that question just daily from just everybody. And now that there's more information out there, and diabetes, I feel like is so common now, um, especially like type two, um, and it's so well talked about that you know back then it wasn't it wasn't a topic that uh, nobody knew what it was, but nowadays it's like oh I'm a type one diabetic oh my god I know what that is so it makes me feel better because there's more education about it,
0: but yeah. (laughs) yes definitely I remember so we're a similar age I just turned 30 as well and I remember we were in fourth grade and someone in my class was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes and like they didn't tell everyone what to do but I was we were kind of friends and I remember like his best friend had to go to a class and learn what to do if he got sick and it was a very scary thing but if they had educated us like, we would have, all of us would have known, like, one, it was, like, it's scary for that person, but, like, we can all support if, you know, something happens to him, but it doesn't make him any different. Like, he knows how to take care of himself um, and his own needs. Did it help you? How did it affect your relationship with your body and, like, learning how to take care of yourself?
1: So I beat up my body a lot, like growing up, um, up into like my late teenage years. And I would just drink a regular soda, not do insulin. I wouldn't exercise. I was just like, if everything was perfectly fine, and then I would land myself in the hospital with like two IVs and a whole bunch of medications and being there for like, at a time so what really just changed me and opened my eyes the maximum was having my son like as soon as I had my son I was that was like the biggest wake-up call ever and I actually had my 21 years old not by mistake either but because my doctors were like so if you have your son after you're 24 we are not going to be your healthcare provider and I was like, uh, excuse me, why? <laughs> and they were like, because you're such a high risk because you can care of yourself all of these years. So you really need to start getting pregnant already and, um, having your son because that limits the risk as to complications with you and your body and then complications with the baby. So. Um, was my turning point and that made me stronger um and made me more mature for sure um it was a level of matureness that made me realize okay like uh you gotta take care of this little human now so you kind of have to wake up and kind of be there for them you really want to right yeah so um yeah that was that was my turning point
0: (laughs) yeah absolutely that's a wake-up call and You talk about, you know, people learning how to take care of a kid. And there's no, you don't truly know love until you have a kid, which I'm not sure I agree with that. But I understand what people say. But when it's like, you have to take care of yourself so you can take care of someone else really, like, sounds like that really put that into perspective. Yes,
1: exactly. You got it down.
0: Now, now how do you manage your blood sugar while you're doing these heavy training weeks for dopamine or when you have these back-to-back long events when you're waking up at three in the morning and your body's not used to that
1: so that's a that's a very very good question (laughs) i'm not gonna lie to you girl um it's it's extremely difficult Because uh, I will go to sleep, say, at 11 o'clock at night before the the night of the race, right? Like, and then we have to wake up at, like, 2 or 2.30 in the morning. So I'm only getting a couple hours of sleep. But then say I go to sleep at 11 o'clock at night at, like, midnight, which had actually happened during Dopey. Um, It happened the night before the half where I woke up and my body, my sugar was low in the middle of the night at, like, 12.30-ish. And my symptoms didn't go away until, like, about 45 minutes later. And then by that time, it was time to wake up. So, like, I barely slept anything. And my diabetes is um, very based on what I do, per se, and what I eat. So, like, if I'm consistently running, I just have to consistently be eating my Skittles and constantly putting things in my mouth and doing very little insulin for it. Because be, because of the inti- intensity of the workout, especially on a Peloton bike or doing like a half marathon, I have to eat and not do as much insulin because if not, I'll have another low blood sugar. It's like literally the end of the world. <laughs> and it just feels horrible. But it's hard to keep up with it all. And I literally play it ear by ear. Um, there's no perfect way of like taking care of diabetes it's based a lot off of like stress too. Like if I'm really stressed out, if I'm gonna get my lovely monthly friends, um, that sets it off as well, like the week before. I mean, just anything can set it off. And I've learned to just go with the punches because I, me and also my mom and I, both of us we obsessed over, you know, that number needs to be perfect. And you need to be perfect and you need to eat this and be on a perfect schedule and, and it's not. Life isn't perfect. And you kind of need to just go with it. Um, but at the time, be prepared for it. So I will always run with my Skittles in order to try to avoid um, a low blood sugar. But of course, like for example, I, when I did a marathon weekend for a uh, marathon, Uh, I had two low blood sugars and I had to stop at the med tent and, um, and I actually didn't sign up with AWD with the athletes with disabilities. So nobody knew what was going on with me. I didn't have anything on my bib. I wasn't signed up with AWD and I found myself stopping there for a Sprite and for like a regular Coke to kind of, you know, get my sugar back up and kind of get over my symptoms as fast as possible. So, um, yeah,
0: (laughs) I think that's a really good thing that you just mentioned about like athletes with disabilities, um, for a couple of ways, like a lot of people like have invisible, invisible disabilities, like me looking at you, unless I saw like a monitor on your arm, I wouldn't know that you're diabetic. Exactly. Or someone, (laughs) if you walk into a med tent, they can't look at you and tell you you're diabetic. So that's a great, you know, piece that, you someone who has diabetes or another like illness can sign up with athletes with disabilities so the mental is prepared and ready to take care of you and they're it's like they're not gonna be as surprised when you walk in.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: So are you signing up with that now for your future races?
1: Yes. So I actually just did, um, my first, uh, sign up with AWD and it was flawless for springtime surprise. Um, I, was, um, signed up with them for the 10 K and the 10 miler. I didn't do the five K just because five K like my body's already so used to it. And I don't even like nothing happens to me during a five K typically. Um, cause I'm so used to doing like longer but um, I did the 10K and the 10-miler. I actually had a low during the 10-miler. So, of course, I had to stop and have, like, a quick soda and kind of just keep going. And I had um, those little beans that they – that gives you at, I think, mile 8 or 9. And I just kept going. And that was it. But they're very organized. Um, and I love that. Um, I've been on new medications for about seven months now in pill form to like protect kidneys and protect you know long-term effects of diabetes and all of that like damage to organs and they're making me taking those are making me have lower blood sugars faster so now i'm having more blood sugar lows more frequently than i was before <laughs> so now i didn't want to do awd I didn't want to be a person that needed to feel special or wanted to feel special. I just wanted to be a sardine in a corral. Like, I felt so weird in the AWD. I was, like, just quiet the whole time. I didn't understand, like, what I had put myself into. and But then after the fact, I kind of realized, like, okay, this is what I need. And I kind of just need to shut out those like negative thoughts in my head because it's that, or I don't finish the race and I wanted to finish the race <laughs> and I wanted to have that little bit of a gap to just finish out the race and, you know, be able to have that time to treat myself in case of any agency too. So, yeah.
0: Absolutely. It, it like, sucks. about but... taking care of yourself and sometimes it's <laughs> not fun to take care of yourself but you need to do what you need to do. Totally. And hopefully you, you know with the new medications things will start evening out and hopefully next year it won't be as much of an issue. But
1: I hope so too because I mean little by little like I haven't been exercising as I was before like springtime surprise and before like April, like May, the month of May has been a lot of just like kind of taking it easy in a way. Um, and in regards to like exercise, but I need to get back to it because I'm going for and and then dopey and then princess and then springtime.
0: <laughs> I'm doing all of them again.
1: So I need to kind of just get back in the rhythm of things
0: yeah absolutely yeah training starts so really good so. oh god is so a right here you know this is a audio only podcast yeah. but i can see you you are wearing some pretty mini ears that match perfectly with your yeah. emblem t-shirt which we will talk about your t-shirt in a second but behind you you have a very large wall are of eight? ears tell me about your mini ear collection <laughs> So,
1: I started collecting about maybe 10 years ago, and I promise you, I didn't want this much. I never intended to have this money, but now they take up basically my whole off wall, and now I'm starting to, like, I put four pairs of ears on the other side wall. So, it's going to take up that wall, too, and probably... Uh, take up the whole office walls. They probably will, believe it or not. Um, I'll believe it. And my husband does not step foot in here. Um, No. My husband's like, I refuse to use the computer in a room full of mini ears. No, it's not happening. (laughs) So, they mean something to me. I remember each of them like when I got them. And, like, the trip or who I was with or if I was running, I have all the Run Disney ears. I, I need them. That's for sure. Like, they hold really a lot of just memories in them. And I just, I love every single one, and I can never get rid of them. I, I wouldn't be able to.
0: Do you always no. get them from the parks, or do you ever get them from, like, a small shop on Etsy or anything? It's a combo of both
1: because I really love like the small shop ears and then I love the park ones. So it's like a total, like if you can see, you can definitely see in the back, it's some park ears, but then like there will be like Etsy or like a small shop ears and they're actually more comfortable than a lot of park ears.
0: That's what I like.
1: Yeah. Park ears are just... Like, sometimes they're too heavy or they're too tight. And it's just like right now, like this pair, it's right behind your ear, right in your mastoid bone. I know you probably are like, oh, but no, right i in don't. your
0: mastoid bone, it's like right there. And yeah, it like gives so you a headache. Oh, they're cute, but they're so uncomfortable. I typically buy the BB Brook ears because they're customized. Yes. I can wear them all day. Yes.
1: So I have her, I don't know if you could see, I have like the fluffy and then the black. I have two of hers. I love her. I have met her in person once and she is exactly who she is on social media, which I adore. I absolutely love that about her. She's sincere and just her.
0: I I love that. And I love her. (laughs) I met her, um... The day after princess is here at the bay lake tower pool and i texted my friend and i was like baby brooke is here do i talk to her and i went up to her so nice She's like my dream guest for this like i am manifesting i will get her to come on my podcast um i love her i'm an, and i'm waiting for a pair of ears in the mail right now i did a mystery box so i don't know what they'll look like Ooh, but i know that mis- yeah, any I'm I'm serious.
1: Anything she comes out with, and I have five of her headbands, like the little knot headbands, the little buttons that go like on your Apple Watch. I have like all the race distances, mini ears, castle. Like I love everything. She comes out with seriously.
2: Yeah, I she is just.
1: Oh my god. <laughs> and and she has god the one that i absolutely the necklace i absolutely adore that she has is the little mickey's like all your neck beautiful I it's so that. delicate and so classy i love
0: it <laughs> and
1: too. like it goes with everything
0: yeah um speaking of small shops you now have yeah. your own small shop tell oh. us about enchanted athletics oh. Company. So
1: Enchanted Athletics Company kind of came up because I wanted to do something different that was not being really offered to a lot of people. And I feel like I had all these ideas in my head for like different character skirts. And just, I wanted to just execute them, but I didn't know how. And I wanted to make skirts that are short for like runners and for like comfort and even like you could do a park day in them or like just do a photo shoot in them and just make you feel pretty if that makes sense so i wanted to come out with something like that and also i didn't to charge you know like etsy prices that were literally a hundred plus dollars And then I also wanted to give the of people being able to just contact me, message me and just have like a full day's worth of just chatting of exactly what they're looking for. Say it's Powerline from the Goofy movie or WandaVision or Winnie the Pooh or Marie from the Aristocats. All these different characters that when you go online even on Etsy or on Google or eBay, you don't get that much of a, a choosing or like a variety it's not out there i wanted to come out with like skirts yeah for running but like also to do like park bounds or like if it's your birthday and you want to go to the parks or if you want to like match with your mini me like a mini me and a me skirt I just i just had that huge idea of doing that and i need to just execute it for sure my brain was exploding
0: <laughs> when you first came, figured out you wanted to do the skirts yeah. were you instantly like yes i'm doing it this is it or did you kind of like sit on it for a while and kind of wait
1: i kind of on it for a little bit i'm not gonna lie i wanted to do it for a while um but I didn't want to upset other people in the Ren community. And I didn't want them to think that I was coming out with something similar to other people out there, other companies, other small. So I was kind of like, I don't want to do that, or I don't want them to get an impression of me that isn't true. Um, and I also was afraid to lose a lot of friends because anytime you, it, at least in my experience, anytime you do something for yourself that's big, people tend to kind of like get scared or walk away or be intimidated or just don't support you the same. And I was scared of that. Um, I was scared of that rejection from people. But then eventually I put my big girl pants on and was like, no, this this is going to get done and this is going to get done now.
0: <laughs> and I kind of just went for it. I'm I'm very, and it was like, I'm so proud of you for doing it because I did the same thing with this podcast, just like sitting on it. But then you do it, and it feels so good to do it. And like, screw the haters. There's always going to be someone who thinks negatively. And I've run in running skirts before, but they're pretty like simple ones. Yours are beautiful. Thank you. (laughs) How long does it take you to like design a skirt, think of, What you want to do? Find your materials and then, like, actually make it.
1: So I don't actually make the skirts because I'm not a seamstress for sure. Um, I had to go through that whole process of finding people that I could trust in my area. So that was my actually my biggest task of finding people that I could actually trust that are not going to leave me hanging, that are disciplined, that work hard. And these days it was I felt like it was gonna be impossible for me to do until I found this seamstress. And she has um she started working with three under her. And she just told a couple two days ago, I, I think, two or days ago or yesterday, um, oh, by the way, Brianna, I had to hire three more seamstresses in order to keep up with your orders. And I was just. I didn't have any words for like a good five seconds. Like, hello? Cause she speaks Spanish, of course. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm here. I'm just trying to register what you just said. <laughs> I'm like, what? Um, and that was phenomenal for me. And now I'll be able to do a quicker turnaround. But typically when get a character, um, say like it's a custom and I have, um, Someone contact me for a custom and they're like, I gonna really do frozen two Elsa. And I'll say, Okay, now the bit I don't charge more for um a custom. If it's satin or sequin, I don't find that to be fair because if it's the same material, why am I charging you more for that? Yes, my time. But at the same time, you're happy with your skirt, and you're—it's your dream skirt, and it's something that you created or we created together, and it's—it's ma- it's gonna make you happy, and you're gonna wear it to like to sleep, to shower, to run your training run. Why wouldn't I want to make you happy? So that's why my customs like if they're satin or sequin, they're the same price as just like regular pre-ordered, but then there's some people that are like, oh no, I'm willing to go above and beyond. I just wanted to stuff. I'm like, okay. So then we get into the more specialty fabric of like the elements, um, like the show yourself scene and that. And then we just create a masterpiece. And I order, I know, I see the skirt in my head. Does that sound crazy? No? Okay, I see the skirt in my head. As soon as somebody comes to me and tells me, I want Ariel from The Little Mermaid, I'm already picturing the waistband, the purple sequin, her tail color for the satin underneath for the base, and then the tool as her continuing um, color of her tail to kind of elongate that color. And I just, I, it just comes to me. And like, I need, and I see a character and I'm like, okay, that needs to go here. This needs to go here kind of thing. And I already have it in my head. And then I kind of sketch it out for them, like on an iPad. And they're like, yes, that's exactly what I want. Or can we change this? And I just work with everybody as much as I can. Um, but bricks was also a very hard thing to start getting with. Um, I have to travel for fabrics and to go buy fabrics about half an hour from me uh, down south with a lot of traffic. So it's a lot of fun, a lot of honking my horn, and a lot of fun in on highways that are always busy. But it's so worth it. At the end of the day, I wouldn't give it up for anything in the world, honestly. And I don't go to your typical michael's or joann's or hobby lobby or any of that like i go to a mom and pop fabric store that their quality is just phenomenal like it's unmet so
0: yeah that's awesome it's been fun (laughs) I i love how you put so much thought into finding the right fabrics and taking your time and going down getting those fabrics and I think it's really awesome that you honor the product you're making by saying hey I'm not a seamstress I'm like an artist but I'm outsourcing it so you're gonna pay for a product but it's going to be well made exactly
1: exactly
0: what exactly so you said a couple challenges about like you know finding a seamstress and stuff like that but what are some what would you say is like the biggest challenge you faced while starting this small shop?
1: My biggest challenge I would have to say is having people accept it. Um, Just because I don't want them to feel like I'm trying to compete with anybody. I'm honestly just trying to offer more of a variety and I'm trying to offer that decent priced, as well as the price that I can possibly get for everybody um, and it's just for them to trust me means the world to me and I think that's my biggest challenge is for for the Run Disney community to accept it and to kind of say okay like Brianna's not here to compete Brianna's just here because she wants to offer something different if that makes sense
0: yeah and I love that there are so many of us who do these races. There are, there is plenty of room for everyone. And everyone has different styles. Like some skirts I see are way too big. And I know like, I like performance clothes, but like, I also want to wear something cute. So I'm, I love to wear something cute that's functional. And what also that's not going to break the bank because Let's be honest. If I'm gonna buy yes. something that's like maleficent themed, like I finally splurge and get a maleficent top from Crowned Athletics because I'm obsessed. Am I gonna wear that maleficent skirt on every train that I ever do? At least for me, no, I will wear it at Disney and Disney races, and that's that's kind of my style limit. So, like, am I gonna spend $150 on that? No. Because that's no. a race registration.
1: It is. It's a 10K.
0: Wow. Exactly. Yeah. So Yeah, I, no, I, I, I can agree you. with you more. I think you have a really great um motivation behind what you're doing. And it will be reaching out to you because today while I was stretching, I was thinking about wine and dine. And I saw a video on my phone of the Dapper Dans, and I'm like, I want to be a Dapper Dan for wine and dine.
1: I can make it happen.
0: Yes. I'm going to decide what color Dapper Dan I'm going to be. And then I'm going to hit you up. Okay. I look forward to it. <laughs> I look forward to it, girl. So we talked about challenges. What's, what do you think has been the most rewarding part of your little business journey so far?
1: The most rewarding, honestly, is having people just repost. repost they get their skirt and just loving them honestly just like the amount of love that I've gotten and the acceptance and just people loving their orders and their skirts. I mean I couldn't be more grateful honestly just just that like I don't and I this on my lives I said this on my story I said this all over my page I am not doing enchanted athletics co for a profit I honestly don't care about that. I know a lot of business owners are like, oh my God, but like the money and the profit and this and that. And I'm like, okay, like at the end of the day, I'll be fine, but I have my full-time job. So this is kind of, it is my business. I do have my own LLC um, for Enchanted Athletics Company, but I honestly just want to make people happy. And, like, I'm kind of going to, like, pick what you said about the Maleficent top from Crown and, like, oh, you're never going to wear that again. That's why I wanted to offer a solid color skirt. Why? Because you could use that s- solid color skirt for so many different outfits. Like, for example, my black skirt that's called Black Soul, you could have used that for Maleficent. You could use it for any villain, think about it. With a top, that's it, you're, you're, you're them. Like that's all you need. And then at the same time, you have sparkle on you and you have something cute on and you're wearing a skirt. And that's my, my reasoning behind those solid skirts is that it's not limited to just one character. Um, I want them to be versatile. So you could wear it to your local race. Or you could wear it at Disney. You could wear it to your daughter's birthday party. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you could just wear them anywhere. And that's what I wanted to put out there. And I wasn't, you know, a lot of different business people were telling me, oh, but then they're not going to buy from you. And I'm like, it's okay. They're going to tag me social media. They're going to give me that. And that's what I want. I I want them to be happy with their outfits. I want them to be like, I spent, you know, with a rep code because they can use for pre-orders, you guys can use a 20% off code. So that brings the total price of the skirt down to $52. And you're making multiple outfits out of it. I mean, that's a win-win situation, honestly. And I don't care that, oh, they're not buying my little skirt because they have skirt good they're enjoying their one skirt and that's what I want them to do if you're limited to one style you're only gonna wear that one time and then that's it
0: and if they like the quality of their skirt they will come back because they're gonna make your next costumes exactly. around another one they see because they're gorgeous
1: that's so true
0: <laughs> so I'm so happy for you and I can't wait to keep following it I mean, your company, mm-hmm. when you announced it, that's how I found you on Instagram. It popped up, and I was like, ooh, what's that? And, <laughs> like, all the pictures you post, like, they're, they're just so pretty. And, like, I like to feel pretty when I run it when I'm at Disney World. So, yes. like you said, it's an affordable price point, and it's nice, and it's craft, and it's made in America. So, you can't beat that. Like, mic yep. drop, like, all the reasons <laughs> to not buy from Amazon to buy from a small shop like you
1: yes thank you
0: so okay one more question about the running skirts um whether it's one you bought or one you made do you have a favorite running skirt in your collection
1: oh that's so hard
0: (laughs) oh my god um sorry i'm big on favorites (laughs) totally okay but like
1: they they're just they're all my babies I'm seriously thinking about it okay so I'm gonna go with
0: my jasmine <laughs> that's a pretty one and it's simple so it's versatile
1: yeah I'm gonna go with the jasmine and then I'm gonna go with dopey
0: is that the one you yeah. wore for dopey this year or have we not seen it yet
1: No. So um the one I wore for Dopey this past year was another company skirt. It was skirt. And um I actually came out with Dopey two weeks ago and it sold out on my website. That's That's so great. Um it was it was mind blowing. I was not expecting that. And the um, sparkly part of the dopey skirt actually was discontinued so i am like on a manhunt for more fabric because i only um sell as to how much fabric i actually have in my possession um i don't like sell to the point where i don't have the fabric and something i don't have because the day of tomorrow comes and it could be discontinued or somebody can go in the store and just buy the whole thing and then i don't have any so I just like to base it off of that. Yeah. For sure. But yeah. I'm still on the hunt for that dopey sequin color.
0: <laughs> well, I think it's going to be so great next year when you're at the races and you see everyone wearing your creations.
1: I So I've had this conversation with my reps of, like, the day of, like, wine and dine, like, the 5K, for example, or even at, like, the expo one of my skirts I'm going to just just completely break down in tears I'm not even gonna lie I like I never expected any of this attention or love and support from people like you Samantha, or just like anybody I never expected it to just kind of I want to say blow up in my face Um, I, I just, I never expected anything of it. And just to see an actual skirt that I designed and my seamstresses put together, and then I mailed it out to them and they are choosing to, what I put together means the world. Like, forget it. I'll get sobby, little emotional Brianna right now, but (laughs) it's It's like... (laughs) It's like, wow, like, you you trust me that much. And I'm blown away at, like, just, oh, yeah, I want this skirt to be executed, and I'll pay you right now. And I'm just like, but we haven't even talked to design. Like, you're telling me you want Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, but I trust you. Design it. How much do you want me to pay? And I'm like, but we haven't talked about it yet. Like, hold on. Like, Your money yet. I need to make sure we're on the same page with everything. I'm like, do you want velvet? Do you want satin? Do you want it long? Do you want it short? How tall are you? Like, so many questions. And people are just like, Yeah, I trust you. And I'm like, but hold on. (laughs) I'm I'm not used to that. And I don't think I'll ever be used to that, honestly. It blows me out of the water. It totally does.
0: It's so awesome. Yeah. I've loved learning about your running journey and about your business. Before we go, we are going to do just some quick yes. podcast questions because no podcast finishes without any fun end of podcast questions. Some of them are so, but they're quick response. Okay. First okay. Off, would you rather run only one race every year and always PR or run as many races as you can, but never get faster? Run as many races
1: as I can and
0: never run any faster. Mm-hmm. That's me. <laughs> if you could choose what song would be playing when you finish a race, like when you finish the marathon of marathon weekend to finish dopey, um, what song would be playing?
1: This is a good one. Are you ready? <laughs> Strong enough by Cher. Ooh, yes, baby. That's a good one. <laughs>
0: Um, I think I know the answer to this, but what's your go-to outfit for a race or a hard workout when you need to feel good?
1: My outfit. Yeah.
0: Like, yeah, your running outfit. So
1: definitely a skirt. (laughs) Um, I have to be wearing a sports frog and just a very like loose fitting shirt, um, with biker shorts. I was going to ask, what are your
0: favorite biker shorts for underneath your skirts?
1: Um, I just wear the Old Navy brands of biker
0: shorts with the pockets on the sides. Yes, my friend. There you go. They're twenty dollars, <laughs> and they are so nice yes. yes, thank you. I literally live can't them. see this because this is listening. I just stood up and showed her my bright blue Old Navy biker shorts. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they are. I love them a good price point and you can buy which means you can buy them in 18 different colors exactly
1: and they can go with all your race outfits
0: exactly i know i have these blue ones maybe these can go for the blue dapper dan Hmm. Costume. yeah you are yeah okay i'll have to reach out to you about that Um, (laughs) next one what's your favorite post-race celebration food and or drink at disney world
1: Ooh, okay. So any finish, like you know how either a half or a full is always on like that Sunday of the race weekend. So I typically always like go to the hotel, shower, gather my stuff, um, and then I always go to an um not animal Wow, Brianna. I always go to Magic King and I always either have my venti. Starbucks or my Sleepy Hollow um chocolate and fruit waffle. Mm-hmm.
0: Both of those are good. I have choices. to have it. I have to. Venti Starbucks is a good choice. Except for today, I put my yeah. Starbucks on the top of my car and when I closed the door to, after I got my bag out, I got my Venti Starbucks all over me and my nice dress. So, lesson learned, don't put Your coffee on top of your car. No. Sorry, I just hit a point. I'm like, oh, my, my big Starbucks. Oh. Oh. (laughs) And today was, like, a dress good, feel good type of day. Like, I had a hard meeting, and I just walking in with, like, just soaked.
1: Not Uh, only was I soaked,
0: but I had no coffee.
1: Yeah, so you were, like, decaffeinated and stained and just not happy.
0: Yeah. Yeah, never again. Oh, no. no 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 I got back to my car after work and I could see like all the coffee on the side of my car oh I would be so mad I was so (laughs) mad. it was oh rough morning okay um two more if you could pick one Disney character to put on a run Disney medal one who's like not regularly on one like none of the fab five who would it be
1: Oh, man, you got me good. You got me really good. Are you ready, though? Because I just thought of it, and I was like, I don't have a... Me- that baby on there. Maleficent. Yes. I yeah.
0: It. I am not a villain's person, but then I watched Descendants, and now I'm obsessed with Maleficent. Yes, me too! I want everything Maleficent. She's. Yes, that would be awesome. Can we get a princess the a pre- princess villains weekend? Like right? The- I feel like princess
1: weekend. I feel like they need to do just one year where villains take over. Yeah,
0: because I like I go on a lot of message boards and everyone's like, "What are the princesses for this year?" And like, yeah, we had them all. Like they because there's only so many princesses. And yes, I can use unofficial princesses. Like I'd love to see a Vanellope medal. Like yeah, right. She's she's a oh princess, and that medal would be I awesome have- in her little race car. Like, mind blown. Oh but, yeah, if we could have, like, dual side, like, one side princess, one side villain. Like, imagine the skirt. Oh, my see? God. Yeah. Like, a half Maleficent, half Aurora skirt. Scar- like, they should hire me.
1: That. Is actually in the works. Ooh.
0: <laughs> I can't wait to see those. Oh my gosh. Yeah.
1: It's like half and half. Like, the uh, one is make it pink, make it blue. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. And excited. then one with like one side, one villain, and the other villain on the other side. Oh, that's so awesome. Oh yeah. Like, oh, I so. don't think I don't think a lot of people are ready for that. <laughs>
0: yeah, if, if I could just put and, music oh in this episode, it would be like, I don't think you're ready for this jelly. I'm not singing on this, but like I would just like splice some Beyonce in it because no one's ready. Heck yeah, <laughs> no one's ready <laughs> except for so you. You true. are ready. You your creative juices are. Flowing.
1: yes yes they are all the dang time
0: <laughs> okay one last one it's crazy one last one what is something that's bringing you joy right now
1: Oh, <sighs> being able to come out of covid and just being able to go back to normal and things opening up and being able to hunt characters at parks honestly I'm just so happy. Like, I'm so ha- I cried this past weekend hugging Mickey. It was so emotional because I'm. I used to be that person that would love care. Like, I still do, obviously. But like, the character dying and like getting my son's autograph book signed and hugging them and taking pictures with them and just that makes me happy. Like everything else is working in my life, um, and I—that's what I was missing. And now that character hugs are back, I'm so happy.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry, it. I love it. I like. Can't I get haven't over been it. back. since Character hugs are back, but I'm going back a month from today, um, and I'm very excited for my first character hug in a couple of years.
1: Ooh. what do you want to tell me? Your dates.
0: Um, June, June 20, June 18th, because that's a month from today. So yeah, 18th through like the 24th, I have five nights at the Polynesian and one night at Beach Club. I'm so excited.
1: You're, have you stayed there? No. You are going to love your life. Have you ever eaten at Captain Cook's in the Polynesian?
0: I haven't. I went to the Polynesian for the first time on my last trip, and we ate at Okay, you need to eat at Captain Cook's, and
1: you need to have the pulled pork nachos. Ooh. You need to have it. If you don't like pork too bad, you're gonna eat it. Cause it's amazing
0: (laughs) I think I've seen them, they have like pineapple on them. Yes. Very interesting.
1: It's like a pineapple salsa with like the sauce that you can only get there that's like addicting and it keeps having you go back for it and just like their chips are like homemade
0: there oh my god oh I'm oh my god I'm so excited
1: don't get me started like oh my god oh my god and then and then of course have like that little window where you can get all the different like um flavored dough whips
0: I had the lime one over Princess Weekend, and it was just, I'm not a big pineapple or coconut fan, so I don't love the traditional Dole Whip, but man, that lime one was delicious. Have you had a chance to try the raspberry? No, but here in Baltimore, we have this local ice cream shop. They make their own hard and soft serve ice creams. But now they're also carrying Dole Whip, and they have rotating Dole Whip flavors. Like, every week they have two new Dole Whips. Yeah. So, I, this summer, I will be down there every week getting whatever flavor. Yeah. Had the watermelon, they've had the raspberry, they've had the lime. Like.
1: You are so lucky. Yeah.
0: I'm so
1: excited. Yeah. That's unheard of. Oh, God, you're so lucky, and I'm so jealous.
0: Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> well I wish you never know when it could pop up if a little ice cream shop in Baltimore can get Dole Whip I'm sure it's in more places than you think we'll see you can we can That's do it to find more Dole Whip because there's also a restaurant near me called Lando's. it's just like a quick serve chicken place and they serve Dole Whip oh really yeah yeah, I don't think it's as exclusive. Like, I think people think it's just a Disney thing. But I think but it's, it's more places than people think. Yeah. I should make a Dole Whip locator. You should. because something I something that would bring in revenue. A Dole Whip locator.
1: Yes, a Dole Whip locator. Because a lot of people, like myself, would just
0: pay to know. Are yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. We're <laughs> gonna make this happen. Well, this has been so great, Brianna. I've loved getting to know you, um, and thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me, my friend. Thank you, Brianna, for joining me on this episode of the Run Magical Miles podcast. I had such a good time recording this, and I felt like I could have talked to her all night. If you would like to follow Brianna, you can follow her on Instagram at Brianna Runs Disney, Brianna with one N, and you can find her amazing, beautiful skirts on Instagram at Enchanted Athletics Co. Tuning into this episode of the Run Magical Miles podcast. Please rate, review, and share this podcast if you liked it. You can follow me on Instagram at Run Magical Miles. Now go out there and enjoy some magical miles.